7.45 on a Saturday morning. Denny Law here at the fair. Jack Farrell on the horn with another wine chat. Good morning, Jack. How are things at the fair? Well, things are a little cloudy, but uh, I tell you, very comfortable. If you uh, want to come out there this weekend for anybody who is planning, we got a, a big crowd already walking, the, looking for more food even at 7.45 in the morning. And why not when you why think about it? Why not is absolutely right. It only comes once a year. Might right. as well indulge Indeed. Yourself. I'm going to try something on the... Uh, radio today that might be kind of hard. I got a question from somebody. They want to learn about red wine and how to taste wine, etc. I thought that might make an interesting subject to try and answer. Sure. So uh, here goes. When you're tasting wine, you look for five things. Color, aroma, bouquet, taste, and aftertaste. Those five things are the only thing anybody looks for in wine. Whether you're a novice, or you've been tasting wine for 50 or 60 years, the, those are the things that are the components of an, when you score a wine. Whether you give the wine 10 points, 20 points, or 100 points, the, the components, again, are the color, aroma, bouquet, taste, and aftertaste. And you can see that two of those have to do with the nose, the aroma and the bouquet. And uh, so it's very, very important uh, that's why you only fill a wine glass about half full. You never, ever fill a wine glass all the way up. You can't get the benefit of, of the nose of the wine. That's why those bulls on wine, I recommend a bull that is at least 12 ounces, and you fill it with about 4 ounces, so you fill it about one-third full, and that's a good size for a glass of wine. It enables you to swirl the wine around a little bit, and swirling the wine around, uh, opens it up a bit. And by opening it up, I mean it aerates the wine, obviously. And an aeration of the wine releases a lot of the flavors that are captured that you're going to get in the uh, nasal part of the uh, testing of the wine. So when you're looking at color, all you're really looking at with color is the wine clear. It's not cloudy, etc. Then the color is okay. Aroma is, you smell, does it smell like wine? fine. If it does, that's okay, too. Then the bouquet, that gets a little more complicated. There you're looking for whether it's Zinfandel or Cabernet Sauvignon or Pinot Noir or whatever. Then you taste the wine, and the taste, you swill it around in your mouth a little bit, swallow it, or spit it out. And then the aftertaste. What does that feel like after you ingested the wine or spit it out? What kind of flavor does it leave in your mouth? And those are, the, again, the five things, the color, aroma, bouquet, taste, and aftertaste. You know, the nose can distinguish, I think, 50,000 different scents. I mean, it's an amazing organ. Uh, the tongue, however, can only pick up four, sweet and sour, salt and bitter. And that's where a lot of older people, when they begin to lose their sense of smell, everything might taste bitter to them or salty or something like that. And that's simply because their tongue is... Testing still working just fine, but their noses cease to kind of operate in its usual way. So, again, those things are what you look for in a wine. Two-fifths of the thing have to do with the aroma and the bouquet. And so you see that's very, very important. That's why you never want to fill a glass all the way up. Now, someone said to me, I'd like to learn about red wine. Well, well let's take our five things there and go through some red wine. 
In fact, this might be kind of a fun thing to do over Labor Day. Pick out five red grape types. The five I would suggest are Pinot Noir, Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, and maybe Malbec or Syrah. And I'll tell you why I picked those. Pinot Noir, of course, is my favorite grape type. And the reason is it's so complex. It's a perfect wine to understand acidity in red wines. Uh, Pinot Noir is a thin-skinned grape. It's very difficult to grow. It, it's temperamental, etc. But when it pleases you, it really does please you. And that's why I'm. kids laugh and call me the Burgundian. Uh, my favorite wine area in the entire world is Burgundy, and the reason is simple. There's only two grape types, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. If you drink white Burgundy, you're drinking Chardonnay. If you drink red Burgundy, you're drinking Pinot Noir. But the unusual flavor, for example, when you smell uh, Pinot Noir, you get cherries, raspberries, even sometimes cranberries. Uh, uh, Pinot Noir has low tannins, so the acidity... Think of the pucker you get in your mouth after you've had a glass of lemonade without much sugar in it. Really shines through. I personally prefer old wine Pinot Noir because of the lean structure and bright acidity. The New World Pinot Noir, which I like a lot, is a little jammy and more fruit-forward in the nose. Uh, and, and that's desirable, too. My favorite everyday go-to Pinot Noir is something called Provinera, from California. It's a Pinot Noir. It's only 12 bucks, eleven ninety nine, And it's a great everyday uh, red wine. And after you've tasted the Pinot Noir, uh, you'll understand better red wine's acidity. Now let's talk about Cabernet Sauvignon as another one. But with Cabernet Sauvignon, is really a great way to taste tannin. The tannin is kind of what you feel after you've had a cup of tea and that puckery taste in your mouth after you've swallowed the tea, that's the tannin from the tea. And you get that when you swallow. And, of course, uh, those tannins are great antioxidants, and uh, Cabernet really displays them just beautifully. The nose is usually dark cherries and hints of vanilla and often a little bit of wood in their oak. My go-to Cabernet from California is one called Angel's Landing, it's a Napa cab. It's eighteen ninety nine a bottle, and it is a real bargain. And displays, in my opinion, the high quality that Napa brings to the table when they we're talking about Cabernet Sauvignon. Napa Valley just excels in Cabernet, and this is a good one, and it's affordable. You know, they, they make some wonderful wines out in California that are hundreds of dollars a bottle. And they're very good, but are they worth hundreds of dollars? I think this Angel's Landing would compare favorably with any of those. Uh, you know, obviously the $100 bottle is going to be better than one you're paying $18, $19 for, but the difference isn't five times, in my opinion. Now, another wine to look for, and what to look for with it, would be Zinfandel. Zinfandel really displays alcohol best in a red wine. Every wine has alcohol in it, and you probably wouldn't like it very much if it didn't. But some have a higher alcohol content. Zinfandel, you know, is often called, we've done shows on Zinfandel, was called the American weed. And that was, they never knew what the origins of Zinfandel were. They assumed it was just a wild American grape type. Well, not at all. Actually, Count Zarsky, 
who founded Buena Vista Winery in Sonoma Valley, brought the cuttings over from Italy. And the cuttings from Italy, in Italy it's called Primitivo, and that's the origin of Zinfandel. However, if you want to go back even further, the real rootstock came from Croatia, and I can't pronounce the name, but that rootstock went to Italy, became Primitivo, and now came to the United States as Zinfandel. There are regular Zinfandel societies, and Zinfandel, as I said, displays alcohol beautifully, shows it ripe, and uh, you can see why old vine Zinfandels are so popular, uh, because as they age wine, they produce less fruit, but the fruit is richer and more flavorful than it is in the vine's use. In other words, when they plant vines, they usually get a fruit crop after three years. They don't get a good fruit crop till the vine is seven years old. And then when the vine gets to be 20, 30 years old, it produces intense, wonderful fruit. But however, as that ages, uh, the output diminishes significantly. And so you get this intense flavor in an older vine. That's why old vines is kind of important when you're after Zinfandel. It has a, a jammy nose that you'll like. And it gives you, in my opinion, a better understanding of alcohol in the wine. Now, the, my next wine would be a toss-up between Syrah and Malbec because there's no better way to understand body of wine than to drink a Syrah. It's a big, inky red wine with plum flavor and blueberries in the nose and a kind of chocolate and tobacco taste in the aftertaste, etc. And uh, it's a really powerful wine. It uh, is the principal grape type uh, in the Rhone Valley, particularly the northern Rhone. And it really is, like I say, a big, powerful wine. It's uh, smooth. It's a great wine to have with any robust dish, uh, Syrah. Now, the reason I included Malbec is I said try this over the weekend. In my humble opinion, Malbec, which is originally a Bordeaux blending type grape that came from Bordeaux to Argentina to the Mendoza Valley hundred years ago or so, and developed in Argentina as a stand-on-your-own varietal. And it's really quite interesting. In all of the spectrum of wine in the entire world, there is no better wine with barbecue sauce, in my opinion, than Malbec. It stands up to that hot sweetness you get in the barbecue sauce. That uh, It's just a natural Malbec with any kind of barbecue. And it also, like Syrah, demonstrates a lot of body. And my go-to uh, Malbec is a Gary Bay, which is one of the best wines in my opinion, for the money. It's about eleven ninety nine a bottle. And it's the best wine from that part of the world. Mendoza produces some wonderful wines. Catina is the kind of number one family there, and they make wonderful wines, and their wine started about $20 a bottle. This Aguirre Bay is very comparable. Aguirre Bay is owned by the Rothschilds from France. So you can tell they've given a lot of care and uh, attention to producing uh, wine in another country. And uh, like I said, uh, Gary Bay Malbec is certainly worth seeking out. So in one short thing, there you have it. When you want to taste wine, you look for those five things, color, aroma, bouquet, taste, and aftertaste. And uh, then how you score it is your business. But if you want to try 
red wines this weekend to learn about red wines. Pinot Noir, Syrah or Malbec, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Zinfandel. The Pinot Noir gives you the acidity and a lesson in acidity. The Syrah will give you, as Malbec will, a lesson in the body of the wine, the heft of it. Cabernet Sauvignon displays the tannins, and Zinfandel displays the alcohol. And they do it all in such a way, it isn't like you're going in there to taste straight alcohol. You're going in there to see how the alcohol is blended into the thing. Most Zinfandels are very high in alcohol content. Most wines are 12.5%. Usually a Zinfandel is over 14. So you get to see the alcohol content is high right away. So at any rate, invite some friends over, pick up those four or five bottles of red wine, and taste them, and believe me, at the end of the evening, you will understand how uh, to evaluate a red wine, and you'll have a lot of fun doing it. Oh, I that, that's great research, in my opinion. So, but I tell you what, if you want to find those red wines Jack talks about, any Haskells will help you out. Indeed. The folks at Haskells love to talk about wine, and on a long holiday weekend is a great time to taste the wines of the world, and there's no better place to pick them up than Haskells. And incidentally, right at the moment, Haskells is having a rosé sale every one of our 400 Wrote, yes, you heard me right. Four on sale at 20% off. So stop in at Haskell's and pick up some rosé or pick up these uh, assorted red wines and you'll be delighted with the taste experience. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Super Cellar is not to be missed. It's 22,000 square feet chuck with wonderful wines from the world. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And, of course, there's Haskell's at Minnetonka, at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. Jack, let's talk next week. Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thank you.